Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to another episode of Train, Eat, Repeat. Andrea is here. Hello, hello. And had we been recording about like 15 <laughs> seconds earlier, Andrea has an affection for the microphone. I she, do. She loves the microphone. If you need a mic check... <laughs> Andrea I'm your girl. I am you with your that. girl. Check, check, one, two. And it's working. I'm so glad you guys can hear us, and I'm glad you can hear Andrea. I'm sure it's not the last time we're going to have some shenanigans on the show. Uh, so I hope you guys are having a great week. I uh, wanted to really quickly, before we touch on this week's topic, talk about our brand new celery t-shirts. Yes, our celery green t-shirts. Which literally, I track them. They're coming today. So if you're listening to this podcast today, Wednesday, day. Uh, we should have them today. I will make sure to support them, show them off, give you a full review on just how well they fit. But I want a t-shirt. And you can get one. How do I get a t-shirt? So what you guys need to do, we, we're trying to grow our listenership here on, wow, I can say that again, listenership here on the podcast. And one of the best ways to do that is obviously word of mouth. And so if you guys are one of our dedicated listeners, first of all, thank you. Second of all, we want to reward you with a t-shirt, but you have to bring some friends with you. So what you need to do is, and we're going to be posting the day after our podcast goes live. So on Thursdays, you will see a post on Facebook and also Instagram, which you can find us now on Instagram at traineatrepeat.co. Okay, so that is our new landing space on the Insta. And then you can find us on, yes, I'm cool like that. I use the lingo Insta. She's laughing at me right now. But you can also find us on Facebook at just our name. So Andrea Sage, Tyler Ferrant. Um, and then we can also get you into the private Facebook group page for our coaching and, and training and everything else that uh, comes with it. So what you have to do, find us, number one. Number two, I need you to tag three friends that you think would benefit from our information, the podcast, our coaching, whatever it might be. And then what I also need you to do is go on iTunes, give us a star rating. Hopefully it's a five, but be honest. We're not asking, we're not telling you to lie. And then give us a review. Good, bad, uh, indifferent, doesn't matter. Give us a review and uh, we will enter you into a drawing and we will pick three lucky winners at the end of March to win a celery green t-shirt because you know you want one. It's almost going to be St. Patrick's Day here soon and uh, who doesn't look good in green, especially sure. when uh, we're heading towards spring here. For sure, for sure. We like friends, so come check it out. Bring your friends with us. And if you have specific topics that you want more information on, let us know too. You can always put that in the comments section. Yeah. And actually, one of the things we're talking about today specifically came from one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. So again, we want to touch on the topics that you guys find the most important, have the most questions about so that you can readily use it in your own life. So. And guys, I want you to know, like before we we get on this podcast, we always have probably about a good 20 minute discussion about the podcast and whether it's a debate or questions or we kind of really dive deep. But we just we kind of nerd out on these topics in the sense that before we we log on, we just really want to understand and be able to educate you guys on these topics, too. Yeah, because I would say like the cool thing about nutrition, exercise, mindfulness 
uh, science, if you will, is that it's constantly evolving. Oh, for what sure. was once thought to be the the end all be all um, for a certain exercise or a certain mindfulness practice or a nutrition principle may no longer be the case. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the neat thing is that we're kind of learning along with you guys, mm-hmm. um, because by no means are we the foremost experts on all those things. It'd be nearly impossible to be. And that's also why we try really hard to get unique experts like an Aaron Horshig, like mm-hmm. a Dr. William Davis on our podcast. So anyway, you have your marching orders. We want you to don a sweet green celery celery tea, celery green tea. (laughs) And uh, we just hope that you guys uh, bring more people into the fold so we can help as many people as possible. So to get into the topic today. Pre- and post-workout nutrition. What the hell is that all about? What do I eat before I work out? What do I eat when I after I get done working out? Do I eat while I'm working out? Um, does it matter how quickly I eat after my workout, before my workout? How does it affect me? Do I do fasted cardio? What food specifically should I eat? Do I have to have protein 20 minutes after I put my weight down? Holy crap. Okay, guys. So <laughs> obviously you can tell how confusing <laughs> this topic is. And, and again, it, all topics across nutrition to a certain extent are confusing because of a certain word that people hate to hear, but it's true, is that it depends. And and part of that is the fact that when we make a decision, a coaching decision with a client, it comes down to track record, so the sample size or experience, and then a little bit of an experiment. Because what works for one individual may not work for another. And that's not just based off the fact of male-female. That obviously has a huge difference. Um, We were actually doing some research on intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. and and found some really interesting things. But anyway, stay on topic, Tyler. Yeah. Um, So what he's trying to say is that we are, there's only one you, and we are so uniquely different from each other that what might work for me might not work for you because we are different and that that's okay. And that's why we have to try and experiment a little bit with what we what we have in our, our toolbox, so to speak, and see what works and what doesn't work and really figure out what's best for your your body. And just like a scientist, just like the studies that we're going to cite in, in today's discussion, that hall hat only could happen is if you were measuring results. Okay. So you're measuring what's happening when you make those changes. You're also doing it over a sustained period of time. Most of these studies we look up are longer than a week. Mm-hmm. They're longer than three days, right? Inconsistency. Inconsistency. It takes time for your body to adjust to these new uh, sort of rigors or structures that you're trying to put in. So, okay. So we're talking about pre and post workout nutrition. What are some of the things that you've heard in the past about pre and post workout nutrition? Okay, I've heard in the past for pre-workout, you need to have some type of carbohydrate before you work out. And then after your workout, you always have to refuel with protein. Um, Not so much protein with carbs, but protein. That's what I've heard in the past. That's not what I follow, but that's... That's what I've heard. And I've also been told that you burn more fat when you would work out fasted. Yes. As yes. a general sense. Yes. And also that your window to get in that protein after that workout, you got to get it right now. Yeah. It's like super small. Like you got to grab that shaker bottle, shake up that protein. You better <laughs> slam it. Otherwise, all that workout it just went. <laughs> all to, the gains are gone. Da- yep. It went down to the sewer drain. Like, so how has it evolved? Well, Science has now found out that, number one, the eating window, if you will, 
afterwards is much larger than what we once originally thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is no reason for you to almost get in a car accident. Um, you know, start being <laughs> angry with people, <laughs> hangry with people because you haven't been able to have your post-workout meal within a 30 minute timeline. Part of that came from the stem of science. Number one, we truly did think that there was a benefit to getting that influx of protein and glucose um, directly after a workout, which don't get me wrong, you still need to eat after a workout, mm-hmm. but the window is much wider now. Mm-hmm. The other part where that came from was marketing. Mm-hmm. So protein companies, obviously they sell a product, whether it be a protein, a waxy maze, which is a carbohydrate supplement, um, you know, branched chain amino acids, they want you to take their product and take it frequently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if they can market to you that you are losing muscle gain by not getting in that protein shake directly after a workout, then Ultimately, you're going to say, well, yeah, I should I should be taking this protein in. So that's where that came from. Another uh, thing that we've also had in the past is that it has to be a protein shake after the workout. Yes. It can't be a meal. Right. And so what is what does science tell us now? For the average person, and what I mean by average is that you are not a athletic competitor, you are not training for a specific event, be it a marathon, half marathon, something where your your training frequency is mm-hmm. very high and or you're competing in very uh, short uh, time frames, mm-hmm. meaning like you're competing on a Monday and you have to be able to re- be recovered by Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? And we're talking about really intense, like strongman, CrossFit, um, those types of things. But for the average individual, and even sometimes, even for those athletic competitors, the differentiating factor, the only thing that's different is what you might eat or drink uh, after and or during your workout. Hmm. It's pretty much across the board, no matter what your body type is, no matter what your goal is, that most people would benefit from eating a normally balanced meal one to two hours prior to a workout session. So what does a normal meal look like? Proteins, carbs specifically, adding in a little bit of fat Mm -hmm. if you want. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest trying to stay on that further end of the time spectrum, like two or three hours, number one, so that your body can digest those foods so that you can use them for energy and so you don't have all that food sloshing around in your belly too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like for like uh, a man versus a woman? Well, essentially we know that we have differing um, needs in terms of uh, calorie consumption, mm-hmm. right? So for a guy, it would be two palms of protein, two cupped hands of carbohydrates. If you want to add fat in, you can. The The studies on fat and how it helps with pre and post workout nutrition is, is varied. It, there's not necessarily a direct tie that says you need to have fats prior to or at the end. The one thing fat does do is it slows the absorption of that food. So it may allow you to have more of an even keel, keeping those glucose levels more even keel throughout your workout. Sure. So then what's the difference? Well, during workout, that's where things sort of change. So Let's say you're doing you're like an endurance sport support athlete or endurance endurance sport athlete. I think I can talk today. I don't know <laughs> if I can. Or you um, you're looking to gain muscle mass. Then it becomes important to have one protein and carbohydrate drink throughout um, essential amino acids or water during your workout. So again, it, it it's sort of one of those things where it depends. Again, you're going to want to experiment with how you feel throughout that workout. I would say any workouts lasting over an hour, especially you're going to want to get in those extra protein and carbohydrates. Sure. Um, 
you know, so like an example of that uh, could be like a piece of fruit from your carbohydrate perspective, and maybe you slam down like a protein shake. Mm-hmm. Um, they have lots, and I know that might sound like a lot. Um, you also could do branched chain amino acids, mm-hmm. um, which you know, or essential amino acids, those are two different things. But, you know, you could take those in during your workout or intra workout. Mm -hmm. And it depends on what activity you're doing, too. Sure, sure. Like if I'm going to go, see, I think I eat differently based on what exercise I'm going to do. If I'm going to go on a long run, I might carb a little bit higher for that, just so I have that little extra energy versus Lifting. And, you know, like he had said before, um, if you're if your workouts are going to last a little longer than an hour or a long, you know, much longer than an hour, then do uh, protein and a carb during that exercise because you're going to just start to flutter out, so to speak. So like a good example of what that could be is like if you were going to do a half marathon or a marathon, right? So you're somewhere between uh, two hours plus and possibly four hours plus. In most cases, they make gels that are protein and carbohydrate rich. So that way, because you're obviously not going to sit down and eat an apple while you're running, right? Right. Or a protein shake, which is going to sit in your tummy. So you could do something like a gel during that Mm -hmm. event and still be able to perform at a high level. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's especially the case. Like anything two hours on. On, you need to make sure that you're replenishing yep. yourself yep. Um, and, and with electrolytes too. And then post-workout, it, it's basically the same rule. You're going to eat a normal meal. Your window is not 30 minutes. It's more like one to two hours. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to rush and get that protein shake in as soon as you're done with your workout. You can actually you know, get in the shower, make a meal, create something that's going to be more of a, a mixed meal, so to speak, a protein, a carbohydrate, and a fat source. And the things that that the certain components that you're staring at or looking at, so proteins, carbs, and fats, this is how it benefits you both both post and pre-workout. So pre and post-workout, getting protein in, whether you're doing it from a whole source or from a protein shake. So the science has shown that any protein source eaten within a few hours um, will do the trick. It doesn't have to be protein powder specific, right? Sure, sure. But- it can help you uh, maintain and increase your muscle size. So obviously we don't want to lose what we're trying to gain. Right. It also can reduce markers of muscle damage, which means that over time that could prevent you from ha- be- having more downtime. Mm-hmm. So You'll muscle damage. A faster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Muscle damage has to happen in order for you to get stronger. Right. That's why like occasionally you'll feel sore after a workout. Sure. So that's not the goal, but it's something that could happen. And then the other piece too is that it floods your bloodstream with amino acids just when your body needs it the most. So those help that basically boosts your muscle building capability. So that's why during a long, extensive workout, you may want to sip on some essential or branch chain amino acids Mm -hmm. in order to ensure that your body's not going to go after that hard-earned muscle. For sure. And your recovery will be better as well. Mm -hmm. So then carbs. So people equate carbs with exercise. Well, Mm -hmm. we just talked about protein being so important. Sure. Um, But eating carbs before and or after exercise, it well, before it's going to fuel your training, Mm -hmm. but then it's also going to help with recovery on the other end of it. So, you know, I don't want to say you just need carbs. I think that was sort of you talked about like Mm -hmm. all you need is carbs. Um, But carbs can also enhance the short term one hour high intensity training. So like if you're going to do like a class like boot camp or something like that, um, you know, so unless you're planning to do like a really lower intensity, like 65% of your VO2 max 
or less, like if you're going to go for a stroll or a light run, I highly advocate getting some type of carbohydrate in okay. and something that's easily digestible. Sure, sure. Um, the other thing carbohydrates do is preserves muscle and liver glycogen. So that basically tells your brain that you are well fed and helps increase muscle retention and growth. So again, protein is important for the muscle, but it also needs that in addition to carbohydrates in order to work in harmony and then stimulates the release of insulin. So when you combine carbs with a protein, Mm -hmm. it improves protein synthesis and prevents protein breakdown. So another reason why a mixed meal is a great idea and you don't have to do it through a sugary like carb, like like don't just go off and like drink a a full on Gatorade. Right. 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 In most cases, only long-term endurance athletes would need some type of electrolyte carbohydrate drink. Sure. And then we talked about fats. Again, you can either take it or leave it. Um, Fats have important nutrients. It does help slow digestion. So you might feel that it helps you hold on to that glucose Mm -hmm. a little bit longer. Um, But it doesn't seem to like either hamper or fuel performance on either end. Mm -hmm. So you can do without it. So my question for you, and I know some of the listeners might have this question as well. So what if I'm waking up and I, I do my workout first thing in the morning? So I can't have, I don't have time for a full meal. So you could do a couple things. And part of this is going to be an experimentation because I know through training numerous individuals that there are some people that can work out fasted and feel completely fine. Sure. There are others that have poor glucose control. So their metabolism is not as flexible as we may want it to, or their blood sugar is not as managed as, as well as we want it to. And so when people wake up from a fasted state, if their blood sugar is not controlled, typically what ends up happening is that you don't have energy or you end up feeling like you're going to pass out your blood sugar plummets and we're grabbing you orange juice. I typically saw that in deconditioned athletes or clients. So, um, and by athletes, I'm just saying like, if you work out frequently, you're an athlete to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but, but what research tells us though, is that, you know, doing fasted, cardio, again, 65% or less of your VO2 max, so you're not going all out, can actually be beneficial Mm -hmm. in certain circumstances. Um, In one study from 2019, uh, the study was uh, called, Is Exercise Best Served on an Empty empty Stomach? Um, A single bout of aerobic exercise in the overnight fasted versus fed state can differentiate what I can't talk today, uh, differentially modulate the aspects of metabolism and energy balance behaviors. This includes, but is not limited to increased utilization of fat as a fuel source. So number one, it's going to help you burn more fat because sure. it's going to, because it doesn't, your glucose comes, it takes it from your fat tissue, which your fat does carry a lot of glucose, a ton of it. Improved plasma lipid profiles, so obviously good for like your heart Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, Enhanced activation of molecular molecular signaling pathways related to fuel metabolism in skeletal muscle and adipose tissue, meaning that our body's going after that fat tissue and preserving our muscle mass tissue. So it's not pulling it from the muscles. Exactly. And reductions in energy intake over the course of a day, meaning you're not as hungry and you're also not eating as much food when you exercise fasted first thing in the morning. And that's more, that study was more so from an aerobic standpoint. Mm -hmm. So it didn't necessarily touch on the fact that, you know, you're doing heavy strength training or you're doing like a really intense, like hit workout. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, you know, in one of the studies, it found that in young, healthy men, um, they can enhance training-induced adaptations in skeletal muscle metabolic profile and mitigate against the negative consequences of short-term excess energy intake on glucose tolerance compared with exercising in that fed state. Hmm. So one study out of many. Sure. Mm-hmm. And there, and if you go to pubmed.gov, that's where I get the majority of my uh, research studies from, you'll find that there is enough evidence to support that fasted cardiovascular exercise is a valid way to help help your body tap into those fat stores. Now, did you ever use fasted cardio back when you were doing your I did. I did use uh, fasted cardio and I my, I am so used to just getting out of bed and working out that I don't eat before my workouts because I'm used to doing that every day, so to speak. And when I do have to eat before my workouts, it's usually a very small, small meal, similar to what we've described, because I want it to digest quickly to burn into energy, so to speak. But yes, I did do fasted cardio um, during my competition and um, it worked out fine, but it wasn't a long cardio session. It was maybe 30 to 35 minutes at the time. Well, right. Because then if you went anything over that hour to two hours, you'd need to replenish, right? Sure. But do you feel like you had a distinct advantage adding that to your routine? I would say uh, no. So it was marginal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what the studies have shown too. We're not talking that you're burning so much more no. fat, guys. Like, like, and again, it, it matters in terms of your performance. If if you are fasted, and yes, I can tap into those fat stores, but you feel terrible during that whole workout. Is it really worth it in the end? So, like, what were some exam? What are some examples if like you had to get something in that's easily digestible that you used to eat? Uh, it would be uh, egg whites and oatmeal. Okay. And that was during your competition. Sure. What about now? Now, uh, oatmeal, probably with protein powder. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So it hasn't changed that much. Um, I, I'm very similar in the sense that if I know what intensity that workout's going to be, it dra- dramatically influences what I eat before my workout. Absolutely. So let's just say, for instance, like a couple of weeks ago, I went and worked out with one of my buddies who I know he likes to train intense. He likes right. to train high, high volume. You even told me you better get a, another <laughs> meal in before you go train. Right. And I'm glad I did because I was able to get through the entire workout and then run two miles after that. Right. Um, I was exhausted after and I needed to replenish. But um, otherwise, I typically have black coffee. I might mix a scoop of vanilla protein powder into, even though it doesn't have to be protein powder, right. it's easily digestible. Right. I put that into my coffee for sure. like a mocha. Yep. And the caffeine, which caffeine has, there's many studies on performance improvement and caffeine consumption. Um, so that's also something you can add into your routine to help with your performance and or keep you alert during your workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much all I eat. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, if I am going to do an intense workout, say it's like on a, on a Saturday, I would eat an entire meal, balance, carbohydrates, right. fats, proteins. Um, I probably wouldn't put too many vegetables in it. I found that when I increased my fiber intake beforehand, it's I got some hard. gut disruption. Yeah, so it's a little, a little hard harsh on stomach. the stomach. So I saved those veggies for the end. I, I, I'm right there with you. I, if it's, it depends on the time of the exercise, the, the workout. If it's first thing in the morning, it's going to be a cup of coffee, scoop of protein mm-hmm. to get going. If it's going to be later on the day, um, 
that's where I would look at, okay, well, do I want to eat this or do I want to load up on carbs and protein after my workout? And I think that's a good good segue into talking about after workout meals. Yeah, and, and they're not they're basically not gonna be that much different. Not much different at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean you have the same factors, the reasons why you need protein, the reason why you need carbs, fats again, give or take. We all need fat for hormonal function among other things, but it, there was no distinct improve imp, uh, improvement in performance right. by including fats into the diet. So we're not saying go fat free. We no. love fats. Yeah. I eat fats all the time. Yeah. But what we're saying is is that from a pre and post workout comparison, it's pretty much the same. You're going to eat a meal one to two hours after. So one to two hours before, one to two hours after. If you're going to be doing some cardiovascular workouts, maybe you do it fasted. Sure. See if it makes a difference. See how you feel. And then during your workouts, if you're working over you know, two hours, maybe consider taking in some essential amino acids and a protein and carbohydrate rich drink. And I think what we said today, really, you really have to do some experimenting. Um, I think we found what works out for ourselves and it might not work for you and it might work for you. It depends on the time of your exercise, whether you can get a good meal in and have it digested. That's the big key is to have that meal digested before you go into your your workout. And then, of course, eating one to two hours after that workout. And the other thing, too, that, that may influence how much or what you eat after your workout is how well you're recovering. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, you know, sort of delayed onset muscle sure. soreness, mm-hmm. uh, reducing oxidative stress from, from you know, muscle-induced sort of trauma, if you will. That gets, I guess pretty extreme way of explaining it. But, you know, the, the better that you can recover and bounce back to be able to exercise a day later or 48 hours later, that should influence what we eat after too. So it, it's almost trying to be intuitive to what you are feeling mm-hmm performance-wise, how you're sleeping, all those factors. So I know that we, we've given you some some basic guidelines, but again, that's the nutrition world. Yeah, and it's ever-changing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, that's the one thing that I love about our industry is that we are not experts because we're constantly learning about all the different things in the field. Yeah, we know a few things. But, we do. Oh, yeah. But at the well, end of the we, day, yeah. you, you <laughs> learn by experimenting, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I know we were talking a little bit about uh, a vegetable intake. There are some studies, um, just real quick, because I found them very fascinating, uh, that have come out uh, more recently about how veggie intake can actually improve your athletic performance and or your recovery from exercise. Go figure. Yeah. Gotta love the, the veggie. She loves the vegetarian <laughs> stuff, I find. Um, but, but more specifically, spinach supplementation. So uh, an amount of about a quarter of a bunch a day. So so basically like making yourself a salad had a positive effect of reducing oxidative stress post-exercise, uh, thus reducing the downtime between extreme bouts of exercise, meaning you could bounce back quicker yeah, you would recover with less soreness. Mm-hmm. And they believe it's due to the anti-inflammatory properties that are in spinach specifically. So, so you could put it in your post-workout shake. Exactly. Exactly. And the real benefit came on that second day, which would be termed delayed set onset muscle soreness, mm-hmm. that 48 hour period after workout, mm-hmm. which those of you out there that have worked out this and you're like, oh, I don't feel that sore the next day. And then all of a the sudden the day. next day hits and you're like, <laughs> holy crap, I'm so sore. That's what that is called. So taking in spinach along with proteins, carbs, you know, having a balanced meal can definitely help. Other things that have helped. So if you're not keen on, you know, sort of getting something that's like overly processed, like a Gatorade, I was like extra sugars mm-hmm. and things like that. You could drink black currant or tart cherry juice mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. reduce delayed onset muscle soreness. And you don't need much. 
No, not a ton. I, I mean, I'm talking like, like a, a four or six ounce that's glass. That's what I thought, like a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously you want to make sure it's sourced properly. Yep. Um, not, no added sugars, anything like that. Um, and then grape juice was another study I saw. Uh, it's been shown to increase endurance by 15% in, wow. in endurance athletes. That was in, I forget how long the actual uh, test was, but the athletes that drank grape juice prior to racing were able to run an extra 12 minutes longer Whoa. compared to the placebo group that didn't that's have any grape huge. juice. And they just used grape juice because it was easy to use a placebo. So obviously that means if you got like Concord grapes and (laughs) ate those, you probably will still get Mm -hmm. the same effects. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are those are like little like one off things. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they are a magic pill because we don't believe in magic pills here. Train it, repeat. But if you are somebody that is looking for pre and post exercise ideas around should I eat, should I not eat, what should I eat while I'm working out, these things can help you. Absolutely. And and try a couple of different situations out. You know, eat um, a different meal before working out and then the next day eat a little something, you know, different to see how you feel while you're working out through your those workouts and how your body moves through those workouts and how you recover. And make sure you do it for a sustained amount of time. Right. Do it for two weeks. Do it for three weeks. See how your body responds. See how the scale's moving. See how you feel. Look at your performance inside the gym. Listen to your body. Listen to your body, people. It's going to tell you what you need. 100%. So I hope that helped you guys out today on pre and post-workout nutrition. Again, we want to hear your thoughts. So please go on iTunes. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Like us on Instagram. And like us on Instagram. And make sure to tag a few of your friends. so that way your green t-shirts. Yeah, they should be here today, guys. (laughs) So we're super excited about it. Can you tell? (laughs) Um, But otherwise, you guys have a fantastic week. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.